with the Retro Craptacular Podcast, where each month we continue our search for the best bad movies on the planet Earth. I am your host, Aaron, and I am joined, as always, by Matt. Hello. Hi. My dear friend. Oh, it's good to be back for season three. Season three. I, I don't know why. The, the third that. frontier. Yeah. This is when things get get real. The budget has gone up, uh, so we can afford more expensive sets bottled water props <laughs> extras yes, there will be there will be uh much more visual aids yeah yeah for this season um which we will enjoy greatly yeah uh for the purposes of the listener it'd still probably be mostly the same experience well, yeah as but always i, I think i think you know, it it does affect the audio quality if if I'm holding a rubber chicken while I talk. Yeah, it, I, it, I, add, I it comes across. It adds a quirkiness to yeah. it that just is. It's a little um, how you say, you know, a little um, a je ne sais quoi. Je ne sais quoi. Yeah, I knew you were going <laughs> to say that. I was just a little slow. Uh, uh, what yeah. are we talking about? <laughs> oh yeah. Um, well, I the only thing I've seen recently is Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Into but you, the Spider-Verse. You haven't seen that yet, so... I have not seen it. I don't want to talk about it without... The only thing I could say is that it's good. Cool, yes. I've heard good things. <laughs> I've heard good things. It has quite the cast. Otherwise, it would uh, be... Yeah, the cast is dope. Yeah. 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 Um, I'm just so happy that I lived to see Peter Porker, the spectacular Spider-Ham. <laughs> On a on a motion picture screen. Yes. That the fact that we've gotten to that point makes me like happy beyond words. What what a time to be alive. It really is. Like you could like, you know, there's nothing is is out of the realm of possibility. Let's do a let's do a wacky Howard the Duck movie next. Yeah. Do an animated Howard the Duck movie. Let's do it. Yeah, it'd be good. It'd be really good. Um. But we are kicking off the year by looking at uh, The Lord of the Rings. The Lord of the Rings. Beyond the farthest reaches of the imagination and deep within the human heart. Here, in a time when the world was young, in what is known as the Third Age of Middle-earth, a tale is told of deeds and beings a tale of a day when a great shadow will fall across the earth and ancient sorcerers will lock in mortal combat with the phantoms of the night. Then will the raging War of the Rings draw the blood of heroes and the final destiny of all mankind will be written. Then will mortal men with dwarf lords and elven princes come to stand together in a single noble army and thunder against all the hosts of darkness at the very gates of doom. This is the legend of Middle-earth as it is written in the hearts of men. It is a world more real than any other, a haunting, forbidden world where innocence can overcome evil, and a single dream is more powerful than a thousand realities. This is the magnificent gift that J.R.R. Tolkien left to the human heart, and that fantasy films now brings to the screen. The vision beyond imagination. The Lord of the Rings. Not the Peter Jackson one. Super not. No. We're uh, talking 1978. The Ralph Bakshi animated, kind of, Lord of the Rings. Yes, the, the somewhat animated. The somewhat animated Lord of the Rings. Oh, um, it's such an interesting spectacle. Like, it really is. I... Like how how would you describe the the visual aesthetic of this movie to a listener who had never seen it? Trippy as balls. That's a good way of putting it. Yeah. <laughs> well, it it's weird. It it devolves 
it starts off very normal. Like, there's a prologue where there's, like, live-action stuff happening, but it's all in, like, silhouette. Yeah, it's all live-action stuff, all in silhouette with some kind of grainy paper-like yeah, or like a screen in front of it. It's like a potato sack or something, like a burlap. Yeah. Maybe, you know, something like that. So it's kind of, yeah, and it's all red. And, and then they do the prologue with the nine rings. and Yeah, and, and so like it's all... All that, right? But like it's it's amazing how they do this intro and it's just voiceover with silhouettes of moving people. And even then, right off the bat, the acting is horrible. <laughs> Just the physical acting of yeah of these characters, you know. Like well, it's mostly when it gets like forging the, rings yeah. and, and the, the, the Smeagol bit is the worst. Oh my yeah. word! Yes, that's terrible. But it's kind of I don't know. It's kind of it's kind of cool the way it's done. It, it, I don't know. And elaborate on that. How about? I, <laughs> How is it cool? Oh, maybe it's not cool. I don't, it's I don't know. It's pretty bad. <laughs> yeah. It's these weird, yeah. over-exaggerated gesticulations that end, like, and yeah. terrible casting choices. I don't like, know. Yeah, I, I mean, I just find it kind of charming in a way. Yeah? Yeah. It's just that 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 level of bad where you're you're endeared a little bit where it's like well I like because I look at it as like that's a very creative solution to your problem oh, okay of you need to to get all you know even in animation it's really expensive to to do like these big epic scenes and stuff right and so. Mm-hmm. And and they were working on a small budget, even for 1978. Um, so I'm like, uh, I look at the filmmaker and me kind of looks at it and goes like, oh, okay, that's... Uh, we'll just hang up a sheet and, and shine a red light through it and, <laughs> and we'll just get people's shadows. It's somewhat endearing to me. Okay, yeah, no, I get yeah. that. But as just the the simple movie watcher, I'm yeah. just like, what is this shit? Do you think any of that comes from having just watched uh, the Peter Jackson trilogy recently? Well, I'm, I'm sure part of it is that, yeah. I re- recently rewatched all 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 three of the Lord of the Rings trilogy by Peter Jackson and. Oh, it had been a while, and it was it was super fun. That's a good that's a good watch, um, and and I I couldn't help but uh, you know compare the scenes because I mean like even then like some of the scenes are incredibly similar, um, you know the there are moments where the lines are exactly the same, and so my mind kept mm-hmm. jumping back and forth between the movies and being like, oh how. Where did they, you know, do this differently, and how was this said in a different way? And for the most part, this movie was—it was kind of weird because I felt like a lot of the voice acting was pretty good. Yeah, but then like the physical acting of the cartoon characters was so freaking ridiculous. Yeah. Um, like so bad, and also no one, no one, in, no one who worked on this movie could draw smiles. No, and and so the type of animation that was done in this film is done uh, is a process called rotoscoping, mm-hmm. which is basically live action um, plates are shot and uh, then traced over or drawn over top of. Um, by the animators as opposed to producing individual like animation cells and photographing each one, right? Right. Um, and for the most part, the actual like animation looks okay. Um, there's a little bit of cell animation done in it, but it's mostly like uh, a painted background with 
and then they would draw over top of the uh, the actors. Yeah, to the actors cre- to were create the characters going through the scene. Yeah, and like Frodo was actually played by a woman. Oh, or at least the body, the body actor. Of yeah, Frodo was was played by a woman, um, and then and then they were they would uh, yeah trace over top and then and so like what what would you say the first like twenty minutes of the movie kind of just relies solely on that. Yeah, like after the intro. Yeah, yeah. The intro we have live people, yeah, silhouetting their their jazz prologue style. There, um, but a, then, yeah, then it just sticks with animation for for a while until until we get to um, oh, it might, not, it might not even been twenty minutes because the uh, the Nazgul. A, well, there's um, a, there's a little bit in the pub in Bree where there's um. Like live action actors that are drawn over, but not completely. Yeah, it it looks weird. Um, like there's really weird like Photoshop filters, like pretty basic Photoshop filters that you can get, or that you can use to kind of get that look like pretty easily now. So, so I don't know what they did to get that, but then there was a process called um solarization Hmm. which is a a photochemical process i don't know exactly how it works but that's what they used to create a sort of cartoony look for live action footage without actually having to draw on it right yeah um and that's what a lot of the big battle scenes were done in and so it kind of i'd say yeah like there's a little bit of that in brie and then the black riders show up and once the, at one point they like take off their cloaks yeah when, all when they armor. when they have their cloaks on it seems a lot more cartoon and it's actually yeah. like that's actually one of the things i really liked about it is when when we first see the nazgul and their cloaks and they ride their horses and stuff they're legitimately terrifying like they're yeah they're really super creepy super damn creepy they're just these weird shifting shadows in their black cloaks and you don't see their face but they just have these red eyes peering mm-hmm. out and they the way the way they move is is so different from from the Peter Jackson one they seem a lot more like like shriveled yeah, husks they're of like men. they're like limping and yeah they're and all like moaning ma- and... they seem like under their cloaks they must be really malformed well yeah cuz like the the cloaks are like a dark gray sort of color and then their skin and their hands and everything is like black because there's like scenes where like their hands like come protruding out of their cloaks mm. and it's just pitch black. Yeah. And the cloaks are more like a dark gray kind of. So yeah, it's dope. It's, it's a cool, it's a cool look. And then yeah, like the red eyes, but then they take off their cloaks at one point and they have like armor on. Yeah. And that's where the, the solarizing and then it's also yeah. comes in. And their armor looks real dumb. <laughs> yeah. There's a behind-the-scenes thing that I watched uh, today before we watched this movie. Mm, yeah. Um, it's on YouTube. You can find it. Uh, it's pretty cool. It kind of goes into explain that process a little bit more. Um, but basically, yeah, you just, you're developing the film in a different way. Hmm. And, and it gives it kind of a different a different sort of look where it's like not quite animated but also not quite real. And, yeah. and like on its own, I think it looks really interesting. Yeah, this kind of cartoony live action thing. Mm-hmm. But just so often in the movie, it'll be this sort of cartoony live action thing, just right beside an actual cartoon looking yeah. person that's done with the like the rotoscoping and and it, the the difference is so stark. Mm-hmm. And and it wasn't too bad for me when when it was like. Just the orcs were done that way, Cause, but it was when because all the orcs were consistently done that way. Yeah, it was at the end when there's like the riders of Rohan are all done that way, but then like Gandalf and Aragorn and Theoden and Legolas and Gimli are all still cartoons, but then there's other like humans. Yeah, that's why Bree was so weird too, because like the innkeeper and the four hobbits. And Strider were all cartoons, but then every other, all the other bar patrons, 
are like live, live action actors. Yeah. actors that have this weird, weird cartoonish kind of look to them, but it's very clearly like a real person. Yeah. Yeah. It's but, such a strange spectacle. Yeah. And the... Um, it, it, it slowly gets like trippier and trippier. Like, I think you hit like peak, like acid trip when he's like running from the, the Nazgul to try to get to Elrond. Uh, oh yeah. The scene where the, yeah, the Nazgul catch up to them just before they get to the fjord of Rivendell. Mm-hmm. Um, and Man, it's like they see the fjord, and then the Nazgul catch up to them, and then, bam, it's acid trip time, and they go to some land that you know that's in the Flash Gordon universe. <laughs> yeah, and and that scene takes a really long time, and I don't know what happened in it. Nothing happened in it. Frodo, is- Frodo's on his horse. And then the Nazgul is is on his horse. And they do nothing. And their horses are you know, whinnying. And Frodo seems, you know, pretty tired from being stabbed and poisoned on Weathertop. Yeah. Um Well their horses are like like trotting back and forth and he's saying like 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 come come with me like like to Mordor will take you or whatever. Yeah, but he only even starts talking like halfway through this million hour scene. Yeah, because they just they basically have a standoff for no reason. Yeah, and then Frodo starts running, and then it's like some some of the other ring wraiths show up to like. Oh yes, it's when he, when when the Nazgul finally talks. Yeah, he's like. Come back with me, or something. Then yeah. Frodo's like, "Oh, I'm gonna get the fuck out of here." Yeah, and then it's like two of the Nazgul like show up to like cut him off, and he just like blows right through them. Yeah, and they do nothing. Just like runs the blockade. Yeah, with no effort. <laughs> and then they just stand on either side of the river again but, but for scene, another million hours. It it's like it's like twenty minutes of this. Yeah, it was so painful. Nothing, and the whole time we're just in some weird universe. The rest of the the team, the mm-hmm. Hobbits and Strider, they're just not around. And this is the first time that this has ever happened this way. And it's so jarring. Because, like, there's, like, <laughs> when, they, when the ring rates go to stab the bed, like, the the background kind of turns, like, red. Um, you know, a little bit. And mm-hmm. then, like, when Frodo puts on the ring on Weathertop... Uh, yeah, then it, it gets kind of trippy. It gets a little trippy, but not even that trippy. Yeah, I know, because you can still kind of see the others. Like, Strider, yeah. Strider still comes in and helps him, even yeah. when he's in trippy Ringland. Yeah, and this just goes full insane. Yeah. Crazy acid trip. It's Weirdness, yeah. It's inexplicable. It's one of those, it's one of those things that, like, you have to see it to understand it, yeah. but you won't understand it. Um, and I don't recommend that you see it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. It's like that. There is that. I don't know. There's probably clips on YouTube. Uh, but, you know, don't. Look, it's your time. All right. I'll. You spend it however you want to spend it. Um, there's this. There's clearly an influence to Peter Jackson, though. In some ways, oh yeah, like there were there were there were like parts that were just far too similar for yeah. for it to be coincidence, like shot for shot. Yeah, like the the proud feet bit was like a straight up. He took that shot from this movie. Yeah, it must. Have. And and even like the the bit with the ring wraith when they're hiding on the road. Um, oh yeah, underneath and, the roots and stuff like that, and when. Uh, yeah, and Frodo starts to like get the ring out involuntarily, yeah. and the the Nazgul starts to yeah starts to smell from him. Like, oh man, it's just like that, and yeah. they're like hiding under the roots of the tree. And yeah, it's like perched over top that shot where they're like all hiding underneath the roots, and he's like got his like hand on the roots, and he's like looking around, like right over top yeah. of them, is like yeah, pretty much 
pretty much the same. And then uh, uh, there's one more that I can't remember off the top of my head. Now I think I forgot to write it down. But um, it'll come back to you. Yeah, yeah. There's some weird, weird character choices. Yep. Uh, Gandalf is weird. Gandalf is incredible. <laughs> <laughs> he is also my favorite part of the movie. That's fair. Yeah. Um, because he looks like like classic high fantasy wizard. Yeah, with the pointy hat and the long long robe and like super long beard that and long hair that also melds into his fantasy eyebrows. Yeah. All yep. yeah. But then oh my gosh. He he's a hand talker. <laughs> that one. <laughs> he really is. Not as much as Gollum. Not quite, no. Um but he he points a lot. He's got very long fingers and he likes to articulate them while he speaks. Yes. Um, and it's very distracting. He, yeah, yeah, he's got some wild gesticulations. In fact, on the poster for the movie, which, by the way, is hanging up in this room. I have a full-sized movie poster yeah, for this movie do. on my wall, and <laughs> I have zero shame about that. It's amazing. But he is holding a giant sword, and he is pointing. He is fucking pointing. And there's a laser shooting out of his finger. <laughs> it's just, it's so, it's so true to his character. Yeah. He points yeah. a fuckload. Um, yeah. He's always pointing, no matter what he's and talking twirling. About. Oh yes, he does lots of wild arms and twirls, and he like at one point cape he just flourishes. Like, yeah, like <laughs> throws his cape. I think yeah, it was the the fool of a took scene. Yeah, and he like throws his cape dramatically around him as he turns and storms away from from uh yeah from he, Bill he, Pip. He's a bit of a, a drama queen. It's amazing. Um, <laughs> yeah really good I uh or even when he's like explaining <laughs> or when he's saying like the the thing of the like the one ring to rule them all he's doing it like in Mordor language or whatever mm. uh, he's uh, uh, he, he's doing this like interpretive dance almost yes. where he's like throwing his hands yeah. up in the air and like spinning around and and pointing and pointing <laughs> and and articulating all of his fingers oh my gosh yeah it's yeah it's so special and like you gotta imagine like <laughs> there was an actor oh yeah <laughs> Yeah, making all those choices. Probably a dude with like a big fake beard. Yep. And yeah. And big fake eyebrows. Very good. Very good. Um. There's a lot of weird abrupt transitions. Constantly. In this movie. Yeah. The most obvious one, I think, is when they're in Moria. Yep. <laughs> uh, there's a scene if you remember from the Peter Jackson. Uh, Lord of the Rings. Mm -hmm. There's a scene where um, Frodo thinks he can see Gollum, and then uh, the eyes shining in the dark. Yeah, and then uh, he has a little chat with Gandalf, and that's when he gives the whole like it was pity that stayed Bilbo's hand speech, right? Mm -hmm. Um, and then at the end he he goes like, oh, I just remembered it's this way. And then he does the bit about uh, the oh, the air smells less foul down here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but in this movie, uh, Frodo wakes up. They're all sleeping. Uh, Frodo wakes up, sees some green eyes, goes, <gasps> and then they're, they're walking away. <laughs> it's just hard cuts. Yep. Or do yeah. the eyes fade away first and then nope. it just hard cuts it? No, it doesn't. He sees the eyes and then it's just a shot of him reacting to seeing the eyes. And then it's later. Yeah, and they're just walking <laughs> up some stairs, still in Moria. Yep. Yep. Yeah, shit like that happens numerous times throughout the movie. So many, so many times where... It's very painful. Where, like, all we could figure was, like, they had to get so much material... Into this movie because it's a it's like <gasps> yeah. it's like two hours and fifteen minutes, not that long. All of the Lord of the Rings movies are longer than that, and yeah. this one 
takes up two books. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's, that's an, an important note for those who haven't seen the movie. It's not; it doesn't do the whole trilogy in one yeah. animated feature. Mostly two books. Yeah, because there's not a lot of Frodo and Sam in the like the two towers section of it, and like yeah, the and they don't really don't, don't really wrap up Saruman at all. Yeah, Saruman, there's zero payoff. There's no Shelob, which is actually in the Two Towers book. Yeah, 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 that's um, right. Yeah, they kind of end with the... Um, the Helm's the, Deep victory. Helm's Deep victory is kind of where it ends. And, like, the last time you see Merry and Pippin, they're just getting carried away by a tree. Oh, yes, and boy, <laughs> does that tree look special. It kind of looks like uh, the Deku tree. Yeah, a little bit. It does. Like I a got little a yeah, little like, like Legend of Zelda kind of vibe. Yeah, because it. it has. Oh, it it's kind of plump. Yeah, and it has like those short. It has like short stubby legs. And I think my favorite thing about this tree beard is that it definitely like has a butt. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> he is all torso. Yes. Tiny little legs. Just Tiny kind of little legs. Waddles back and forth yeah. to move his little legs, shaking his little tush. Rid- ridiculously long arms, and he holds Merry and Pippin out in front of him, like as far, oops, as far away as possible, <laughs> like and yeah. and then. And his arms are also different color oh, from the rest of his body. So funny. So it kind of looks like. Look up if you like can. Yeah. Like he's not wearing sleeves or something. <laughs> Look up the tree beard scene on YouTube. I'm sure it's out there. It's quite humorous. That's really funny. Um, but again, like, yeah, great voice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, good voice. The Just voice looks really stupid. The voice acting in this is actually like pretty decent. Yeah, uh, like John Hurt uh, plays. That's uh, Aragorn. Is. Yes, mm-hmm. I knew I recognized the voice. Mm-hmm. Right, brilliant. Yeah, really good stuff. Just uh, looks so bad. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I uh okay, oh speaking of Saruman. Mm. Um they call him Aruman in this movie? Yeah. Most of the time. Most of the time. Uh apparently they they're worried that Sauron and Saruman would sound too similar and would confuse the audience. And I think at one point or another we've all thought that. Sure. Like why are their names so similar? Like it's come up in our minds, I'm sure. I think you know, I'm just gonna say it. I think Tolkien was a little lazy sometimes. <laughs> like Aragorn, son of Arathorn. Did you really give it your all on that one? J R R. Jer. Really? You know. So uh, yeah. Well, yeah. we got uh, Sauron, and then I need another bad wizard. Sauron is the, the Sauron the Digimon. Digivolve too. Yeah, yeah we were you yeah. were there. Yeah, <laughs> nailed it. Yeah, Saruman. so so in order to avoid confusion, they did Aruman. Sorry, yes. I had to do the Digivolve song. Yeah, give, give, they, yeah so Aruman. Digimon are the champions. I know. So, <laughs> so yeah, they went with Aruman, but not consistently. There's definitely one or two times where a Saruman comes out of Gandalf's mouth with the S. Well, yeah, so Gandalf's like, I need to go speak to Aruman, the head of my order. And then he rides to Isengard and he's like, Saruman, <laughs> I'm here to speak to you. Yeah, and then like, and then when he's like, you know, it was very unclear exactly what Saruman did to him. But, you know, Rainbow Fog came out of his cloak and Gandalf was more or less frozen. Yeah. And then it zoomed out and he was kind of on top of a tower, sort of. Yeah. Somehow. Um, and, and as he's like calling out his name, he definitely sounds like he's saying, Saruman. Yeah. And, and Saruman himself refers to himself as Saruman in that scene. Oh. And he goes like, would you rather that the Dark Lord have it? Or Saruman of many colors. And then, <laughs> and then the, uh, the disco rainbow fog comes out of his cloak. <laughs> And, and they're standing. Yeah. She's standing like really close to him. Like they're, yeah. they're uncomfortably close together with their arms out, so, like flashing yeah. each other. And and Saruman's staff 
is like a gigantic, like thick, like you can't get your whole hand around it staff. It's almost a battering ram, yeah. <laughs> that has like a bird head like carved onto it. Yeah. Yeah. It's ridiculous. It's a very special scene. Yeah, it it's so weird. Um they also made him wearing red. Yeah, he like, saw him on the just white. To make sure we knew he red. was evil or I, something. I guess maybe, yeah. Mm-hmm. Or to differentiate him from Gandalf later when Gandalf becomes Gandalf the White. Well, he doesn't come back later, so it. <laughs> well, yeah, but just so that you're not confused or like, oh, is that the bad guy? Oh wait, no, it's Gandalf. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, well, it's fresh. His like audiences probably had fallen asleep at some point. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's so many weird acting choices. Like, like when outside of the ones we've already mentioned. Yeah. Well, the one that really comes to mind is Galadriel when she is when, when she like passes the test. Yeah. When she's doing like, oh, you would offer it to me freely, and instead of a dark lord, you would have a queen. Beautiful and terrible is the dawn. Yeah. And all shall fear me in despair. And she's, and she's, and you know, and like when they do it in the Peter Jackson, she's like screaming and turns yeah, green. Yeah, and shit goes wild. Yeah, and, and it's like her scary. voice goes like super weirdly deep and distorted and exorcisty. Yeah. And then and in this like, one, oh, she's just like kind of like. a really powerful yeah. like, witch, basically. And in this one, she's just kind of like talking to herself a little bit and like yeah. strutting around her garden. Kind of like she, making light of the situation. Yeah, she's <laughs> like, oh, I passed the test. I will diminish and go into the West. And and just kind of all happens, like all on the same tone. Yeah. So it's just all kind of one random thought. Yeah. Like, I could take this and I could be a beautiful, terrible queen. Well, I passed the test. Time <laughs> for me to... Time for me to go. You know, I did kind of get the impression that the people who made this movie didn't know what women were. I mean, because uh, Galadriel is not a character. No. And Galadriel later comes back as Eowyn. <laughs> yeah, it's like the exact same doodle. They look identical yeah, to me. The, yeah. Yeah. It was. It was. It was sad. It's ridiculous. Like Eowyn, same. They Eowyn mean, also like, doesn't say anything. They didn't change the color of her outfit. Nope. It it was exactly the same. It was just Galadriel again. Yeah. Now, the Lord of the Rings books don't have a lot of women in them to begin with. No. <laughs> so but that's just why we got to make sure we utilize the ones that are there. It was a different time, Matthew. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. No. It's it's true. There is pretty. It was pretty bad. But oh man, yeah. What was up with Elrond too? Oh, Elrond was like. The worst. <laughs> yeah. Also, like, let's let's set the scene here. This this is another another fun scene. So it's the council, right? Yeah. And you know, think about the Peter Jackson version. It's just a circle of chairs, pedestal in the middle of the ring goes on, and they're yeah. having a round discussion. Mm-hmm. In the uh, 1978 version of Lord of the Rings, yeah. there's a rectangular table. Yeah, big old banquet hall kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, banquet okay. hall table. Yeah. Um, still outside in a kind of like patio looking area, just like in in Peter Jackson's one. But Elrond is—he's at the head of the table. He's—he is the head of the table. <laughs> he's sitting on a fucking throne. Yeah, that is on, on top, top of, of the, table. the head of the table. Yeah, he so is it's like, sitting literally above everyone else. Yeah, he's. On the end of the table, and then everyone else is, like, seated at the table like normal people. It's ridiculous. <laughs> and he just looks like a dude. He looks like some dude. Like, yeah. one of the dudes that they would have met in Bree. It's like, it's like Kyle Chandler is <laughs> Elrond. <laughs> yes! Yes! He just looks like some, just a, some bloke. Just an average dude with an average haircut. Like there are there are no elven features. Doesn't have elf ears at all. No. Yeah. Yeah. It's like what? And he also barely even does anything. Yeah. He's just kind of there, like lording over everyone. He goes. Well, Frodo's like, I uh, I guess I can take the ring, and then he goes. It appears this task has been appointed to you, Frodo. <laughs> 
because he just it's fucking like, volunteered. Like, for oh, you yeah. mean the task that he just volunteered for? <laughs> Good thing you were there, Alron. Yeah, and that's like one of his three lines in the movie. Yeah, it's really it's good. Terrible. Really good. On the up and up, though, that's the scene where we meet Boromir. <laughs> and Boromir looks fucking dope in this movie. Yeah, yeah, Boromir's badass. He looks like he looks like a Viking. Yeah, he's got a Viking helmet with horns. Yeah. He's got a beard that takes up most of his face. Yes, and it's red. And it's red. Uh, and both he and Aragorn, and most of the men in this movie, none of them wear pants. No pants. It's just a tunic and boots. Yep, yeah, but Boromir's also got some furs going on. Yeah, he's, he's and got like the a furs. cummerbund-sized belt. Yeah. Oh, Aragorn's got the huge belt too. The, the fucking. Oh yeah, no, that's right. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. A, yeah. I don't remember what that's called, but it's a thing, it's, and it was used a lot in this it's movie. The fla- <laughs> it's the Flava Flav clock necklace equivalent of a belt, basically. Yes. It's that audacious. <laughs> yes, it is, and it goes very well with no pants <laughs> and high boots. Also, you could tell this was the 70s because Aragorn is drawn to look almost exactly like Conan the like Barbarian. Conan the Barbarian, yes. Like the old oh, like Conan gosh. cartoon show or like any of the illustrations you see of him on like the old book covers where he's got that like the weird bob haircut with the bangs. Yes, like it's the, so and, like bad. the black like helmet haircut basically. <gasps> the black He-Man. Yep. Like He-Man's got that blonde helmet look and then yeah. Yeah, which apparently they made He Man blonde because they didn't want him to look too much like Conan. Oh, yeah. Well, mission accomplished. Yeah, there's a really good He Man uh, documentary on Netflix, by the way, that I watched a, a while ago. Oh. Just as a sidebar, don't remember what it's called. I think I remember it popping up on my on my feed, me being like, "Oh, yeah." It's about like the history of the whole Masters of the Universe toy line and mm-hmm. how that was created, and yeah. Yeah, kind of cool, kind of cool. I'm sure that would be <clears throat> more interesting than the 1978 Lord of the Rings movie. Uh, It's shorter. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Parts of this movie were just painfully long. Yeah. Went on for just hours, it seemed. Hours yeah. and trapped inside one scene. The other amazing looking character, though, is Gimli. Oh, yeah, Gimli looks pretty dope. Who is a dwarf, Although, who is the same height as everyone else. He's just not a dwarf. Yeah. The only characters that are shorter are the hobbits. Like, at least they got that right. Yep. Most of the time. Most of the time. And then, yeah, Gimli's just the same height as everyone, and he's wearing a toque. Yeah. He's got a nice long toque on. Or a beanie, if you're from anywhere other than Canada. Yes. Yeah, sorry. Uh, but, yeah, he, Gimli's just like straight up hipster. Yeah, he's just got this this kind of saggy saggy toque like hanging off the back of his head, and he's got this huge beard. Probably smells like pine. And um, ultimately, he's like a pretty chill dude in this movie. Yeah, he's not like some gruff, grumpy, curmudgeonly dwarf. Mm, he's no, he's a pretty chill dude. I mean, he also only has like two lines, I think, in the whole. Movie. Well, yeah, this is true. He doesn't do a whole lot, but like. Uh, but him and Legolas have nothing to do in this movie. No, not really. Ooh, oh my! I <laughs> drums in the deep. Excuse me. The horn of Helm Hammerhand is <laughs> sounding in the deep. Yeah, one, nice. one last time. Mm. Um, but yeah, like uh, just one more thing on Gimli. Just like uh, when he finds out uh, Balin's dead, because. Gandalf's like reading from this book. Yeah. And it's like, oh, uh, Balin is dead. And Gimli's like, oh. And he looks like kind of bummed and then walks away a bit. But it's like, <laughs> but like tough, nothing like Peter Jackson's where he just like falls to his knees and cries to the heavens. Right? Yeah, it's kind of like, oh, bummer. It's like, oh, like that, that really sucks. Yeah. Ah. We should get out of this mine. That's them's the breaks. Before we move on from the mines of Morio, yeah. can we please talk about the Balrog? Oh yeah, yeah. Um, it's incredible. It's a lion. It's it's like a lion bull. Bull with bat wings. Really, really wide ones. Yeah, and it's it's not on fire at all. 
And like big hooves. Its sword is kind of on fire. Mm-hmm. It's a cartoon. The sword is a cartoon. A cartoon flaming sword. Flaming sword. Which and isn't that long. Which is not that long. Seems like a short sword. Yeah, it's a little chode of a sword. <laughs> and <laughs> it's... Uh, and he's got a whip when we first see it. Yeah, yeah he, he still has the whip. He yeah. still has the whip. Yeah, he uses it to pull Gandalf. It's just with, with the wings and the flaming sword, it's not that noticeable. <laughs> when he's holding a whip in the other hand. Yeah. Um, and it's the giant lion head with like the bull nose yeah and is ultimately oh. not that tall like nope. it's like maybe a foot taller than gandalf and that's only because the head is so big yeah <laughs> it's just a dude wearing a giant mascot head and it uses the wings to fly yeah and like really high could have just flown over top of gandalf didn't need to use the bridge at all nope uh, but instead it like flies up really high lands right in front of gandalf on the bridge. Gandalf does his... On the bridge, and he does his whole, you, you shall not pass. Except in this way, he says, you cannot pass. Mm. So it's a little different. It's a little tweak. They tweaked it later. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, yeah, and the bridge breaks, and, and it falls. And it immediately forgets it has wings. Yeah, it just falls. And, then, yeah, that scene happens a lot less dramatically, obviously. Um, and it's not drawn out. It's like, he goes down whips Gandalf. Gandalf is immediately pulled right off the bridge. Yeah. And and actually Aragorn does like a huge diving save to try to catch him. Yeah. Um and lands on the edge of where the bridge was broken and like Boromir's there to like stop him from falling over. Yeah. But then Gandalf's just like falling already so far and he's just like get the fuck out of here idiots. Yeah. Yeah. It was this weird dialogue choice I thought. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he, he he just got really fed up at that point with all the bullshit, you know. Just an ad lib that that was actually not even that was just him yelling at like the the crew <laughs> as he was leaving leaving the, leaving the studio. <laughs> like, the that's why it's, here, that's why it sounded so far away. <laughs> this movie's gonna bomb. Oh, I wonder if it did bomb. Actually, um. That's a very good question. You talk about that while I talk about the next wonderful thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So Gandalf dies. Um, oh no, it did quite well. Oh, I suppose. Well, relatively speaking. So Gandalf dies, and this is another wonderful example of our terrible editing, where you know they're like, "What's the point of going on? We don't have Gandalf. We're screwed." And then you know, everyone's like, "No, we gotta go." Lothlorien. Smash cut to in front of Galadriel. <laughs> no, 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 no. He's like, we got to go to Lothlorien. And Boromir is like, fuck that shit. We're not going to Lothlorien. I would rather go back into Moria and face the Balrog again than face that witch. Boom. Welcome to Lothlorien. <laughs> All I'm, right. I'm Galadriel. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. He's so insistent. And then it just yeah. cuts to they're there. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, there's like a little oh bit of like God. an uh, like an audio lead in where it's like welcome to Lothlorien. It's like cuts to them. They're all just like standing right in front of her. Yeah, that was great. Oh, it was so bad. Uh, yeah, so the movie cost four million dollars to make in nineteen seventy eight dollars, and it made thirty and a half million dollars at the box office. Oh wow! So like decent okay. decent return on investment. Yeah. Um, no fooling. Yeah. Um, wow. Even if you do the whole, like, double your production budget for marketing, that's $8 million. Still coming out pretty, uh, pretty good on top. Yeah. Better than I imagined, but I mm-hmm. guess, I guess, yeah, like, 78. Um. There was less, if you were. Less going on. Yeah. And if you were, if you were, you know, one of the, one of the many Tolkien-loving nerds of that time, and, and a film like this came out, um, Clearly, a lot of imagination went into making it possible. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I'm, I'm sure many people were blown away. Oh, yeah. I'm sure in 1978, this was, like, fucking amazing. Yeah. You know, like, this was always, like... Like, Tolkien sold the film rights off for, like, no money. <laughs> because he was like, no one's gonna be able to do this. He was like, sure, yeah, you can try. And, like, the Beatles at one point were gonna try and make a Lord of the Rings oh, movie. Oh, my gosh, that's right. Yeah. Can you imagine? They're oh. like, yeah, I I want a Rick and Morty portal gun so I can travel to the alternate <laughs> dimension where they succeeded in making that movie. 
what a wonderful experience that would be. Yeah. Most of my alternate, like, interdimensional travel would be to go to d- universes where movies got made that that didn't happen in this universe. Like, I would go, I would go see George Lucas's episode seven. Oh. You know, see what he did there. I yeah. would, uh. I would see Sam Raimi's Spider-Man 4. Oh, okay. Guillermo del Toro's Hellboy 3. Mm. These kind of things. Yeah. And and yeah, the the Beatles Lord of the Rings movie would be like priority priority number 1. Do you think that your your scene points would transfer? Ooh. Uh no. That makes I, sense. I don't think so. Extra dimensional scene points. Yeah, that's a bit far fetched. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so yeah, this movie was a real turd. <laughs> yeah. Um, can we talk about Grimma Worm Tongue? Oh. Grimma Bad Touch <laughs> Worm Tongue. <laughs> he, oh, so bad. It's so he's so. Oh. He looks like a French pervert. Yep. He has a, a wefer thin mustache. Wefer thin. Just tiny little Frenchman mustache with like and the he's long like a, pointed nose. Yeah, and he's like a tiny little man, too. Like, he's not very tall. He is hobbit-sized. He's about hobbit-sized. And and he's just nuzzling Theoden with his face. Yeah. There's a lot of, like, face-on-face action. And he's, <laughs> the like, first, stroking his the beard. The first time we see him... um. The mustache was incredibly distracting. And only after, you know, having a few seconds to begin to get over the mustache, which is still a process I'm undergoing, I noticed that he's literally just stroking the side of Theoden's face and, like, mussing up one of his fantasy eyebrows as he does it. Yeah. And I'm like, what the fuck? And there's, like, there's... Two types of face stroking, all right? There's, so you're sitting side by side with a person. Usually you would go, you'd give like a reach around and you would stroke the opposite cheek, right? Mm -hmm. That's creepy in and of itself. But he's doing like the same side that his face is on, which is weird because it's more like you're like petting an animal at that point. It is petting. Yeah. That's what he was doing. He's straight up petting him. He was petting Theoden's face. That's how you know you've got a hold on someone. You, you can just pet their face, and they don't punch you. Is that how you know? Test it. Okay. If they punch you, you do not have complete control over them. <laughs> I guarantee you I could do that to Scott and not get punched. Anyways. We should film it later. <laughs> um, <sighs> I think we've covered everything I have on my notes. Yeah, pervert, pervert Grimma was the, the last thing I had, Ooh. on mine. Uh, any? Oh yeah, I just have uh, just two more things. We haven't talked uh, about Smeagol really at all. That's one of them. Okay. Uh, but just before we get to Smeagol, because that's a bit of a larger topic, I thought it was a very interesting choice. Um, in in Peter Jackson's, it's not a very overt thing, but while they're in Lothlorien, um, there's a scene that starts <laughs> with. I know where you're going with this. With Legolas listening to this kind of ethereal song that's surrounding them. It's very subtle. Yeah. It's very beautiful. It's very background, right? Um, and, and he, you know, kind of somewhat casually mentions like that they're singing a song of mourning. It's for Gandalf. Yeah. It's super sad. Um, in this version of Lord of the Rings, it's a children's choir. Yeah. Like, it was like kind of just somewhere out there. <laughs> it sounds like they're singing a fucking camp song. Yeah, and it's not subtle. It's not in the background. It's pretty fucking loud. And they're like, "Oh, they're that song must be for Gandalf." And it's just some children's choir. And then there's a montage over top of it yeah. with like Boromir and Aragorn are like sparring, and, and Legolas and Gimli are. And Aragorn's Making like out. play fighting oh. with with Frodo. Yeah, and like they seem to be having fun. And Frodo like pretends to vanquish him and like puts his foot up on him and holds his sword yeah. in the air. And what did Legolas and Gimli do? Le- Legolas is teaching Gimli to shoot a bow. Right, that's what it was. Yeah. Uh, and then Sam is just picking flowers and throwing them in the <laughs> air. 
Yep. Like a fucking asshole. He just picks. He just like picks some flowers. Does he even smell them? Uh, I think he does. He, he, smell he, he picks them. a yeah. few and then smells them all at once. And, and then throws them. them into the air and just like skips on down the trail. Which, by the way, Samwise looks like a fucking troll doll in this. Oh, he is like, the ugliest fucking He's very thing. short. He's very hideous. Yeah. He, he just doesn't. Ha- he just has the same hair as everyone else instead of troll doll hair. But yeah. he looks like a damn troll. It's terrifying yeah, sometimes. If you, yeah, if you put a pink mohawk on him, it would. he'd just be a troll doll. Yeah, also, it's terrible. Also, weird thing I'm just noticing about the poster... While Gandalf looks pretty much the same, uh, neither of those hobbits are in the movie. No. No. Not even a little bit. No. no. So that's anyways, that's a sidebar. Um Yeah. But then uh yeah, the the last uh the last choice, which I mean Ugh. the one of the like the biggest changes that happened in Peter Jackson's movie is really how we how we experience Smeagol slash Gollum because yeah. Andy Serkis changed the character completely. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Um, And so, you know, it's hard not to draw, uh, you know, similarities and, and differences between the two. Yeah. But um, I think it was probably a good choice in Peter Jackson's version that Smeagol's head didn't look like a scrotum. <laughs> yeah. Oh, a scrotum he's with ears. His old nutsack head. <laughs> It's horrible. It even it, looks fucking terrible in this movie. It even has like little ball hairs. Yes, sticking off of it. There are pubes. Yeah, on his otherwise bald, scrotty head. Yeah, it's terrible. It's a wrinkly old ball sack of a head. Yep, and his hands are huge. Oh yeah, he's got he's got fucking like monster claws. Yeah, he could if he was really tall, he'd probably be a really good basketball player with hands that size. <laughs> I bet you he could dunk one-handed on, like, a, a children's net. Yeah. 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 Probably. Probably. He's got massive hands. Buckets for hands. And and yet the creepiest thing about his character design is that his supposed loincloth was the exact same color as all of him. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was. Where it's kind of like, is he wearing a loincloth? Or does his butt sag and his <laughs> dick is torn at the end? The old droopy ass. Yeah. It's, he's just one solid gray color, except for his eyes. And <sighs> it's just, it is scrotacular. Yeah, pretty, pretty scrotacular. Yes. And some of his line delivery, you know, because like we hear Smeagol, you know, Smeagol. I'm yeah. not very good at, at, at Andy Serkis's version, but it's it's iconic now. Don't follow the lights. Yes, yeah. like that. But this dude is like, <laughs> like, oh, me we must find the pressure. He wants the pressure. Mamma mia! <laughs> oh, yeah, he's a hand talker. <laughs> oh my gosh! More so than Gandalf. It's like when he's talking, he's trying to make sure that he's scooping enough air in his direction to fuel his lungs to keep the sentence going. It's you just keep scooping it toward him and scooping it and scooping it and then oh, oh, oh and then scooping it and cease. I don't know what the fuck. Like, I, yeah, it was, it was special. Yeah, I think the weirdest thing about. This movie... Oh, I mean, okay, it's not the weirdest thing about this movie. <laughs> <laughs> Let me just... We've gone over some pretty weird things, my dude. <laughs> Let me eliminate that sentence. Okay. Um, one thing that sucks about this movie is that, like, Frodo is, like, not even really a character or, like, the main character in any way. There's not really a main character. There is not a main character. And there's also, like, very little emphasis put on... The ring itself. No. Oh, yep. Yeah. I think, and uh, and we kind of came to this conclusion as we were watching it. We kind of feel like when it came to the production of this film, uh, they had a motto, and that motto was "Keep it going." Yeah. Because <laughs> they just needed co- they needed yeah. to get through the content, and they didn't really care how they did it. They just needed to have some of it. Yeah. And they just needed to keep going. Just next scene. I'd never go to Lothlorien. Welcome to Lothlorien. <laughs> just like it, it that that cut was like 
it was like a comedy cut. Yes. Like it was a cut that you would play for laughs. (laughs) Oh man. Oh, it's special. Oh my gosh. Very, very good. Um, so I, uh, I have the Rotten Tomatoes score. Are we, are we done? Yes. I think we've said all that, that needs to be said. Uh, Oh, look at that. All right. To have a gander. At uh, the Rotten Tomatoes? Yeah. And so this would be, this would be like today's rating, right? Like. Yeah, I think so. Because like in 78, this was great, but. Mm-hmm. Is it like, is it like 35? No, it's actually higher than that. Oh, yeah? Yeah. 47? So close. 46. It's a straight 50. Straight 50. Wow. Yeah. Half and half. Yeah. Uh, the audience score is a 64, though. So the audience liked it a, oh. b- a bit more. Okay. okay uh, and the okay, consensus okay, okay, is okay. that Bakshi's valiant attempt at rendering Tolkien's magnum opus in rotoscope never lives up to the grandeur of its source material uh, with a, a compressed running time that flattens the sweeping story and <laughs> experimental animation that is more bizarre than magical. More bizarre than magical. I think that sums yeah. it up pretty nicely. Yeah. I think that's that's accurate. It is it is a it is a weird watch. Yeah. But at the same time, I think you gotta watch it. Yeah, I, I I'm definitely going craptacular on this one. It's craptacular. Yeah. It's craptacular. You you gotta see it. Um show if you have kids, sit some kids down to watch this and just see if it can hold their attention. Be prepared for them to be terrified by the Nazgul, at least at first. Yeah, don't show it to, like, really young kids. But, like, you know, maybe, like, seven or eight. I mean, I was probably seven or eight when I watched it. And yeah. the Nazgul scared the crap out of me. But I remember getting it from the library around the time that the first Lord of the Rings movie came out. Or in between them coming out, something like that. Hmm. And watching it and just being like, what the fuck? <laughs> Like I remember the the Nazgul chase scene coming oh, on, and I just checked acid out. Trip I just on checked the out. Yeah, no. There's... My 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 like ten year old brain was like, nope, can't, can't do it. There's nothing to occupy your brain in that scene. Yeah, my brain was, <laughs> did the, did the classic Homer. Well, you can stay here, but I'm leaving. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, appropriate. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So that's that. Oh, yes. Thank you, 70s. <laughs> Magical time. Magical time. Um, if you enjoyed the show, I'll, I'll do the, the ending of the oh, show. Please, please go yeah. ahead. Uh, uh, we don't know what we're watching next month yet, so any suggestions are welcome. Uh, if you enjoyed the show, you can. Uh, it would be great if you can rate and review on iTunes. Uh, recommend to a friend. Share it on your Facebook, your Twitter, whatever, whatever you use. Uh, you can follow the show on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, uh, Gmail, Patreon, all at Retro Crap Pod. Um, the Patreon account is like real cheap. It's like a buck. It's like a buck a month. It is just a buck. Yeah. It's cheaper than it's cheaper than a cup of coffee a month. Yeah, cuz coffee, I mean, it was like 350 it's for like a decent days, cup yeah. of coffee. Yeah. 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 I'm not talking on that Tim Hortons double double crap. I'm talking like a good cup of coffee from a coffee shop. Yeah. Well, it's even cheaper than a Tim Hortons double double piece of crap. So, yeah. So, really, what have you got to lose except your dollar a month? <laughs> Which, let's face it, you'd waste that dollar anyways. So why not waste it on us? Exactly. Uh, and all the you get all the episodes early, and there's some bonus content on there uh, as well. Um, you can find the show on iTunes, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Google Play, Spotify, YouTube, um. And uh, yeah, pretty much anywhere you find podcasts. But yeah, really, we'd you know appreciate it if you if you like it, share it with someone who you think would also like it, because that's kind of the best way to to get the show out there and get uh, people listening, more people listening. So yeah, 
That's, uh, did I do all of the things? Is that all the things that I normally do? That's probably all the things. I think it is. Yeah, yeah, I'll say it is. Uh, <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, and come back next month where we'll be talking about, uh, some other piece of crap, probably. Oh, very likely. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of what we do. Sometimes we accidentally watch something good. Yeah, very occasionally. But yeah. What was the last good thing? Maybe Roadhouse? Roadhouse fucking amazing. <laughs> there, I don't think there will ever be another Roadhouse where it's like we go to watch a, an old bad movie and it's actually just amazing. Yeah. Oh, Roadhouse is so good. It's All right. Awesome. Let's watch it now. <laughs> Palette cleanser. Get Let's the do it. Taste of this movie out of my mouth. All right. Uh, have a good, good. What do I know? Oh, keep watching crap. <laughs>